We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Today's nugget. Did you know Patrick Mahomes owns a 13-2 record in the month of November in his career? He's averaging 347 yards passing with 41 touchdowns and just 10 interceptions in those games. He's had 10 games of at least 300 yards passing and six games with 400 or more yards passing. In the month of November, the Chiefs have won 11 consecutive games dating back to November 18th, 2019. And yes, as you can probably tell, the next game for the Chiefs on Sunday night is in the month of November. More greatness. We're not going to normalize it. This is KCS, an update, your daily Chiefs podcast and video from us here at KC Sports Network. I'm BJ Kissel, founder of KCSN and former Chiefs insider and sideline reporter. It's Friday, which means we're going to be joined by Trevor Sikama of Pro Football Focus to help us break down and give us his three key matchups for Sunday night's matchup between the Chiefs and the Chargers out there at SoFi Stadium on the turf we talked about uh, on yesterday's KCSN update and outside the trenches with Tucker Franklin. You go back and listen to that because it's a thing. And the guys and Coach Reed have been talking about it. But before we bring on Trevor to get his matchups, quick word from our friends over at DraftKings. NFL Sundays are only getting better, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. And check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. My personal favorite are the anytime scores. You feel like you can go across the NFL. You always feel like you're in it uh, and you always have a chance to, to cash that ticket. So with payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to in betting on the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code KCSN and place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, now let's bring on my guy, Trevor. It's Friday. I always enjoy talking to you, my guy. Before we get into the matchup, how has the past week been for you? What's your surprise you? What's your victory of the week? What's the coolest thing going on for you this week? 
Ooh, what is the coolest thing? Okay, so uh, my fiance and I currently do a little bit of, of of long distance dating because both of us work in the sports world. So we're both all over the place. She's working for SEC Network. Uh, I'm working at Pro Football Focus. But this weekend, I actually get to go to the game that she's doing in Vanderbilt, in uh, which is in Nashville, Tennessee. Nice. So the victory for me this week is I get to see my fiance, which does not get to happen every single week. So I'm very excited about that. I do want to point out, you had the opening stat, which I was listening to, to start the mm-hmm. show. And it is so funny because you, you're talking about how great Patrick Mahomes is in the month of November. I had to listen to everybody say about how he was undefeated in the month of September. I'm sure the record's <laughs> great in October. I'm sure it's great in December. This has been one of the best quarterback starts that we've ever seen in a career. So it's funny, and I'm with you totally. Don't normalize it. Celebrate the greatness. Enjoy it along the way. But it was just funny because for so long, I had to hear, oh, he's never lost in September, never lost in September. And now we go to November. And it's like, <laughs> oh, look at the other great stats that he has in November. But that just shows you how great Patrick Mahomes is. Yeah, I, I'm making this. I don't have the number in front of me, but like he's awful in October because he's only like, you know, 12 and four. Right. <laughs> like that. that's 12 and five. Like that's his terrible month. The win percentage is in the 80s. <laughs> oh, boy. What a down month for him. He hates Listen, Halloween. I've, I've said in so many ways, Patrick Mahomes has ruined watching football. Talk to Matt Miller, uh, you know, Matt uh on mondays uh, yeah. for our stock up stock down report and he said that watching as much Mahomes as he has it's it's kind of gotten to him a little bit when he's doing like evaluations for college guys uh i know chiefs fans feel it because we watch i was watching the vikings bills game and i was watching kirk cousins i was like dude just run this way and throw it back across your body like the guy's <laughs> open over there and realize like that's that's not normal you can't just expect everybody else to do that it is true you know when i first started scouting back in you know 2011 2012 doing it at a very like amateur level Mm -hmm. you know eventually I got to the point where I would go back during the summer and I would try to watch the best quarterbacks in the world at the time you know the Peyton Mannings the 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 Tom Brady's you know Russell Wilson when he was coming up like just like a lot of really great quarterbacks when they were in their prime I would try to go watch them again during the summer to remind myself this is what elite quarterback play looks like in the NFL why are these guys so great now you got Patrick Mahomes, you got Lamar Jackson, you got Josh yeah. Allen. And I'm, I'm like, what? how am I supposed to compare the guys coming up to these guys who are doing insane things every single week? So it is, you know, to your point, to what Matt is saying, quarterback play has just truly the word evolved, taken it to another level, it feels like, uh, as of late. And it's, it's a lot of fun to see this around the league. But Patrick Mahomes is certainly at the very top. Yeah, and you look at the MVP voting. I know a lot's changed over the last few weeks. Josh Allen with his elbow injury, whatever the reason, struggled a little bit, and you look at the odds. I mean, Chiefs fans have always been biased, always saying he should have been uh, the MVP because we feel like he should always be the MVP, uh, (laughs) to be completely honest. But you look at the odds on DraftKings. Like, he is the favorite now to win the MVP award, and it's going to be tested um, on Sunday night talking about this matchup against the Chargers now. Mm -hmm. It has nothing completely separate thought with how banged up the chargers are. And we'll get to that in their injury report. They put two more guys on injured reserve, excuse me, earlier this week, but for the chiefs, they're, they're banged up at the wide receiver position. McCole Hardman just got placed on IR. Juju Smith Schuster is in concussion protocol. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling is currently not practicing. So looking at the chiefs wide receivers, you're looking at Kadarius, Tony, you're looking at sky Moore, Justin Watson. I mean, there might be a lot of three tight end sets. You got Jody Fortson, who's back and healthy. You've got Noah Gray, obviously Travis Kelsey. So the matchups are going to be something to watch in this game. And Patrick Mahomes and this offense are really going to be tested, uh, even with a banged up Charger secondaries, because you have a lot of new faces if this continues to play out and these guys don't play in this game. And one of the guys that 
I personally put out on Twitter, I thought Justin Watson, because of his comfortability with the offense, he's been there as long as anybody else. He's gotten a lot of snaps, and Patrick Mahomes seems to trust him. He was asked on media availability on Wednesday, and Mahomes says Justin Watson knows where to line up. He knows where everybody should go. He's telling other guys that have been here uh, just as long as he has what to do in certain situations. So um, that was the guy that I put out. But Chiefs fans, all they want to talk about is Kadarius Tony. If you would listen to Chiefs fans right now, they're going to say he's going to have like 160 yards and three touchdowns in this game, Trevor. Look, I'm with him. And in fact, I think those numbers are low. No, I'm just kidding. But I th- my my first key to this game is without a doubt Kadarius Tony versus the Los Angeles Chargers. And you set it up well from the Chiefs side of things, right? There's mm. probably going to be a lot of targets to be had with Juju Smith-Schuster and Nicole Hardman and maybe Marquez Valdez-Scantling not being able to play. Well, we know two of those guys are probably not going to be able to play. Maybe the fact that yeah. with MBS, but there's just going to be a lot of targets to be had. We figured that Kadarius Tony was going to work his way into the starting rotation anyways, but now mm-hmm. it might be thrust into it, right? We got a little bit of a preview of it last week with how they were able to utilize him as a traditional wide receiver, as well as outside of the, out of the backfield as well, which is what you want to do, right? He's a unique, talented player. And that's what you want to do is, is use him in, in a lot of different ways. You know, when, I'm not saying this to like toot my own horn or anything because I'm not taking a victory lap. Kadarius has yet to really have a takeover performance or anything like that. But we already declared the, it a win for the Chiefs in that trade. It took yeah, one game. It took two, one and yeah, a half games basically. If he, if he caught Chiefs one ball, <laughs> if he caught one ball, it'd be like, oh my god, you guys messed up. Um, but no, that was kind of what I tweeted sarcastically, but not sarcastically. Is when they traded for Kadarius Tony, I was like, like, how, how did y'all let this happen? And and Travis yeah. Kelsey on his podcast said the same thing, right? He's like, he's like, how did the Giants? Let this happen. And and some Giants fans kind of responded to it. And obviously they're fans of their teams. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, good luck, you know, getting him to do what you thought that he was going to do pre-draft. Or, you know, like he's always hurt. He's not going to help you out. Um, look, no disrespect to anything that's going on with the Giants. But the staff that's currently there did not mm-hmm. draft Kadarius Tony. So you know that anytime that's the case, it's not like you have this big, hey, we have to play this guy. We got to figure out what to do with this guy. And it felt like Kadarius Tony was already not really happy in New York. So it's a different regime anyways. They move on from him, and he goes to Andy freaking Reid. Okay, how many times have, have we talked about this on this show? How many times have you guys talked about it before? This is one of the offensive masterminds over the last two decades. You think that this mm-hmm. guy's not going to figure out how to use Kadarius Tony? I got news for you. He is. So I think this is a coming out party this coming week. And it's not just because of the targets that are going to be available, but also when you look on the other side of things. Kadarius Tony does what? Breaks tackles, right? He has these insane angles where he can stop on a dime like anybody I've ever, like better than anybody I've ever seen before, to the point where I wonder if he even has ligaments in his knees and ankles sometimes <laughs> with how his body bends. It's insane. I'm a University of Florida grad, so I watched him plenty of Florida as well. That doesn't bode well for a team in the Chargers that is sixth in the NFL in total missed tackles this year. And last week alone, they had 17, which was number one in the NFL by far. Derwin James missed three. Drew Tranquil missed three. Kenneth Murray missed three. Just it, like all of these different players missing tackles left and right. And so they're on the downward trend of being solid when it comes to getting guys between your shoulders and bringing them down. That's not a good recipe when a guy like Kadarius Tony is going to get the ball in his hands a lot more. So, you know, we'll have to see kind of how the game flow goes, but I think a lot of people are going to say, Hey, Derwin James versus Travis Kelsey is going to be a key matchup. And it is, don't get me wrong. It definitely is. But I think because those two guys are so good at what they do, they are the elite of the elite going head up against each other. The chiefs then have a, much bigger advantage 
with whoever's going to try to tackle Kadarius Tony, whether it's horizontal routes and the linebackers or safety's got to come down, or it's him trying to take on corners on the outside, whatever it is, that matchup is the key to me because that's where the Chiefs can exploit the uh, the Los Angeles Chargers the most because I don't know how many guys on the team they have that can legitimately tackle Kadarius Tony if you keep feeding him the ball. Yeah, and when you look at this, the last game between these two teams, obviously Kadarius Tony wasn't there. The Chargers had some guys that were healthy that were playing in that game. The Chiefs didn't, and same thing on the Chiefs side. So it's not apples to apples because of all the injuries and some key guys. But despite Patrick Mahomes going 24 of 35, only had 235 yards passing, had a couple of touchdowns, no interceptions. But for Patrick Mahomes, it's a pretty light game. And if we go back and remember that game as Chiefs fans, like the offense really didn't do a lot in this game. Patrick Mahomes, or excuse me, Travis Kelsey led the Chiefs receivers with five catches for only 51 yards. Mm -hmm. And so the reason I bring that up is, you know, it was one of the first games where I think the Chiefs were seeing a lot more man defense. You would have the numbers better on those than I were, but it was one of those, they were figuring out how teams were going to play against them. I mean, the biggest play in that game for the Chiefs was a 52-yard run from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at the end of the game that kind of iced it, uh, that really spiked his numbers, but they didn't run the ball particularly well. They didn't pick up a lot of chunk plays in the passing game. And so all that's to say, and I've been talking about the last few days, and I joke because we've been talking about this with Andy Reid, dating back to you know when Doug Peterson was a quarterback when he first joined the Eagles back in 99. It's like, oh, they're going to run the football more. Oh, we should see Andy Reid and the Chiefs run the football more, and it never really happens. But as banged up as the front is for the Chargers, again, um, Agbanadia, I butcher his name every time, but defensive lineman just got put on IR. Uh, Christian Covington got put on IR. Austin Edwards got put on IR earlier. Joey Bosa got put on IR. Jerry Tillery got cut. I mean, there are a lot of dudes up front for these guys who are gone. Chiefs Andrew Wiley is practicing but had an elbow injury last week. Eric Bieniemy two weeks ago talked about getting the running game going. You can't do it unless you run the football. Uh, for people listening to this episode and all the others, probably you sound like a broken record. I brought this up, but if there's a recipe for the Chiefs running the football in any particular game at a higher clip than normal, which means maybe closer to 50-50, pass first run, uh, this could be that matchup. But anyway, let's flip to the other side of the ball and talk about the Chargers offense uh, and what they've got. You mentioned Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, a lot of eyes on them as, as to whether they're going to play. Mm -hmm. um, I'd be surprised if there's any chance uh, that these guys could play. This would be the game. It's a de facto AFC West championship. Ch right. Chiefs win this game. They have a three-game lead with seven to go, yeah. uh, and that's a tiebreaker with the team in second place. It could be a five-game lead over the Broncos if they don't win, uh, even though they have two games against the Broncos coming up. So this is a de facto AFC West championship. Uh, I expect those guys to play if there's any chance that they can. Yeah. Um, by the way, just going back to your defensive coverage question, uh, looked it up week two <laughs> against the Chargers. The or yeah, the, the Chargers, in fact, played the most cover one. So one single high mm -hmm. safety and zone, everybody else in man, almost 40% of that game, which is a lot. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're, you're sprinkling in some cover three, some quarters, some um, some two man, some two high. Like you're, you're doing that throughout it's not like it was only man coverage but to have 40 percent of cover one that's a, that's a big deal so that just shows you how much they were playing man coverage so i just wanted to throw that one out there because <laughs> thank you you're just a walking stat magnet of everything that you could possibly want with these conversations it's, uh, it, it. dude P pff man it's the uh it's the engine that keeps on roaring and that's why <laughs> i love working here uh all right so awesome. limiting the efficiency i think of austin eckler is going to go a long way in this game <laughs> i agree with you you know, Eric Bieniemy sent said it earlier this year. 
with a smile. He said, you know, guys just seem to uh, get healthy to play against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think that that's the case, right? Whether or not this would be a de facto division title kind of a game for the Chiefs or not, Keenan Allen wants to play against Kansas City. Mike Williams wants to play against Kansas City. All these guys want to play against Kansas City because you're going up against the best. So when you look at these two players, they've had limited participation in practice over the last two days. I think they're going to play. At least I I really think that of any week that they've been hurt or limited since, this is the week where they're going to try it out. So I feel like they're going to give it their go, whether or not they're 100%, maybe they're 80%, 90%, whatever it is. I think you're going to see these guys in this game, minus any sort of setbacks, which we read has not been the case so far this week. But outside of those guys, the Chargers offense has clearly run through Austin Eckler. And when I say run through, I don't even mean on the ground as a running back in the passing game is where they have gone so much to Austin Eckler right now. He has an over 30% wide receiver usage, which is how many times he is running a route versus how many times he is targeted. So when Austin Eckler is out there in the passing game, so, you know, not sticking in the block or not getting the ball in a handoff when he is going out, running a route, they target him one third of the time he is doing that, which is a very, very high clip. Like that's one of the highest clips in the NFL for full-time starters. So, That is something that they've got to monitor because of how much they go to that. Now, over the last couple of games, and I would tell you, in the games that the Chargers would lose, they would still force feed Austin Eckler, but you've got a lot of these guys being disciplined, rallying to the ball, and not allowing him to get these big yards after the catch like we know Eckler can do because he's so comfortable with it. Um, There are a couple of NFL season stats that uh, both Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler are on pace to beat right now. Eckler is on pace to beat the single season running back receptions record, which was set by Christian (laughs) McCaffrey. He had 116 and Austin Eckler's on pace for 126. That tells you just how much they get this guy involved in the game, uh, in the passing game. And then also I'll say this too: Justin Herbert right now on pace to break the single season pass attempt record. Matthew Stafford had it with 727 and he's on pace for 729. So they throw the ball quite a bit, even without their main two top wide receivers who have missed a good chunk of this season. And the reason they do it is because the ball is going over to Austin Eckler. So I think both of these Mm -hmm. teams, you mentioned the run game control of the chiefs. The chargers are obviously going to want to do that as well. That is the formula for everybody that plays Kansas city. The best way to defeat Patrick Mahomes is to keep him on the sideline. So they're Mm -hmm. going to try to stay as balanced as they can. They're going to try to stay methodical, but you read stats like that. You can, quote unquote, try to stay balanced all you want. But if up to this point in the season, your quarterback's on pace to break the single season pass attempt record, well, (laughs) it's probably not in your DNA. That's probably asking a little bit too much outside of what your identity is. So there's no doubt they'll give it a shot and it'll probably come up to the running backs after Austin Eckler. But all in all, if you contain Eckler, that has been the tried and true strategy for limiting what the Chargers can do on offense enough to win a football game. So Chiefs got to just stay disciplined, maybe not be as aggressive. You probably don't have to go after and, and try to go ball hunting for a turnover all the time. If you just yeah. keep things in front of you, if you let those dump off passes just be dump off passes, good chance the Kansas City's offense is going to outscore uh, the Chargers when it's all said. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I made this point. It, it sounds like a not a broken record, but just cliche within football. Like you know, analysis is like take care of the football, get pressure on the opposing quarterback. Like those are the keys to the game. Uh, but seriously, I I don't see a scenario that the Chargers win this game that the Char- Chiefs aren't giving them extra possessions, turning the ball right. over. So that's right. it's going to be huge for the Chargers in this game to do that. Uh, but yeah, to your point, um, you know, Austin Eckler, the Chiefs defense, they've been playing much better lately. It's kind of Jekyll or Hyde. There are times where it's just like, man, they can't get pressure. They can't do this. They got a blitz to do all this. Forget sometimes, and Trent McDuffie talked about it this week. There are packages where the Chiefs are running four different rookies out there. I think Steve Spagnolo deserves a ton of credit for, especially there was a lot made locally here about some comments that Steve Spagnolo made back at training camp where I don't remember the, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he basically said he likes veterans. He doesn't like running a lot of young players mm-hmm. uh, because he runs a pretty sophisticated defense. They run a lot of blitzes and you have to know where you are in those scenarios. And I talk about it with you all the time. Every defense, there's a hole in every defense. And when you send extra guys, those holes are even bigger. So you really have to know what you're doing, what you're trying to force the opposing offense to do and be ready for those things uh, to kind of dictate what they do with the football. But Um, Yeah, I think side point, Steve Spagnuolo and what the Chiefs defense has done this year, it's going to be a huge test with Austin Eckler, guys like Darius Harris, guys like, uh, you know, Willie Gay. Those guys are going to be counted on to have big games to try and slow down uh, Eckler. But at the end of the day, if Mike Williams plays in this game, he has been a thorn in the side of Chiefs fans uh, and the Chiefs since as long as he's been. I just looked it up while you were talking about that. Last four games against the Chiefs, three of them he's gone over 100 yards. It's 392 yards on 25 receptions with four touchdowns. Probably the reason that I'm higher on Mike Williams is when he was a free agent, I was like, they should go after Mike Williams because he just, I just seen it so many times. I'm like, just throw the ball near him. It's like DeAndre Hopkins in a way. He's going to go up and catch the football. Right. No, and that's, it's, it's a, it's kind of a really good segue into my third key of the game if we want to get into that. And that's, this is, this is the Trent McDuffie test game. Right. Because Trent McDuffie, I think, has been fantastic in the limited amount he's been able to play so far this season. He's only played in three games, but they're clearly playing him a lot. They're trusting him a lot. And kind of the way you were saying, you know, Spags looks at these guys. And if you're a rookie and you don't you're not where you need to be, you're not going to play. And I think that's for every good defense coordinator in the NFL, just because defense requires so much chemistry. But something that was 
always a very first bullet point in Trent McDuffie's scouting report for me when I would tell people about him. He's smart, man. Super high mm-hmm. football IQ. He understands where the ball is going. He's got great instincts. That's why you can see him making plays on the field already. But you look at the three games that McDuffie's played so far this year. It was the Cardinals without DeAndre Hopkins. It was the Titans against the bad receiver core. And then it was against the Jacksonville Jaguars as well. So this one, especially if Keenan Allen and Mike Williams play, this is the toughest test that he's had yet. And I'm excited for it. Played 98% of the snaps last week. He's got the highest grade in coverage for any Chiefs defensive player this year with 79.1. Obviously hasn't played as many snaps in coverage as some of these other guys. Sneed is the second highest, by the way. Just wanted to throw mm-hmm. that out. So you got some good production there from the corners, but I'm really looking forward to this one. I think that uh, certainly Williams getting matched up against McDuffie would be a mismatch that the Chargers would like to exploit a lot. So if they can somehow get that pre-snap, they're probably going to go to it very often because Williams is a deep downfield, jump ball, tall, contested mm-hmm. catch wide receiver. And where McDuffie can play that, you know, he's only about five foot 10, five foot 11, 190 pounds, mm-hmm. right? And so you're just giving up a lot of size, both in height and in weight, to a guy who makes a living making big time catches down the field and catching through contact. So very curious to see how he matches up if he ever gets matched up against Williams, because we know it's going to happen at some point, whether it's by design or not. And then of course, if McDuffie gets to go up against Keenan Allen, one -hmm. of the best route runners in the NFL over the last decade. Right. And you know, he might be a little bit limited by the hamstring. So we'll have to see how much to hundred percent he is, but something I love so much about McDuffie is the oily hips, if you will, can flip the hips Mm -hmm. so fast, the short area quickness, subtly getting hands on receivers. Okay. That stuff works against, I would say, even 70, 80% of wide receivers in the NFL level. But there are those some guys who are just route running masters who can just set you up and fool you. And Keenan Allen is one of those guys who's 100%. So no matter what, who he's going up against, I hope both these wide receivers play because I'd love to see it for McDuffie. And even if he struggles a little bit, I'd love for him to then have that in his head. Hey, this is what it's like going in the NFL against big time contested catch guys. This is what it's like going on in the NFL against really good route runners. And and so no matter what, I think this is a huge McDuffie test game, and I'm really looking forward to it if those two wide receivers play. Yeah, especially I th- I'm going back. I'm trying to figure – trying to find the numbers right now because it felt like, yeah, the Chiefs in that game, that week two matchup against the Chargers had six penalties for 54 yards, and at least two of those were pass interference goals uh, on the young DBs, not getting their head around, not making – basically those jump balls that you're talking about uh Jalen Watson ended up making the big play in the end zone that we all remember that was kind of like the highlight you know of his season so far and everything but um but yeah it getting a chance to see McDuffie going up against to your point uh one of the best jump ball uh 50 50 ball type guys in the NFL is going to be a huge one for this I just checked the odds to actually come down even more the line started at six and a half in this game went down to six and now it's down to five for the Chiefs. Now I don't know if if so they that's, think the receivers are going to play. They I think, think it's the receivers going to play. Juju not going to play. Maybe McCole right. Hardman going on right. IR. Um, yeah. I, I I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on all the different things that move those lines. Um, I'm hoping it's not a ton of money going on the Chargers because Vegas tends to know things that we don't. Uh, but this is the Super well, I Bowl. Can actually, I can actually in a lot check of ways that too. Hold on. All right, keep going. Keep going. You I can, can check, check everything. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll elongate my point here. Uh, as we get set up uh, to get your prediction uh, for this game. But yeah, I again, looking at this matchup, I it's going to be fascinating for the Chiefs offense against the Chargers defense. We alluded to it a little bit. 
what do they do with Derwin James? Mm-hmm. And what do they do? Are they playing a lot of that single high? Cause they almost have to bring somebody down um, to help in the running game because they're so banged up up front that I set the line uh, with Kendall Gammon uh, does a show on our network. And I do pregame with him for one-on-one to Fox here in Kansas city uh, gave him the line of 21 and a half carries uh, for chiefs running backs in this game in some kind of way, not including Mahomes scrambles, uh, and then he started asking about, well, how many plays are they going to run? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Like, just, just take the line, Kendall. Uh, and he said he thinks it'll be over. Obviously, it depends. You know, you get up by a lot. You run the football mm-hmm. late. But this could be a Pacheco game. This could be an Isaiah Pacheco game. This could be open. messaging from yeah, messaging from the beginning to the offensive line, beginning of the week. Hey, we're going to run the football. We think we're significantly better than these guys up front, and we're just going to pin our ears back and try and run the football. And we've seen it a couple of times. So last year during the regular season or two years ago against the Buffalo Bills, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had probably the best game of his career going for over like, I think a buck 50 uh, against the char- or excuse me, against the Bills in that game. So maybe we see something similar, uh, but if not, you know, not going to take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand, hopefully get some big plays with Kadarius Tony, but it could – I don't think we've talked enough locally about how different the offense could look if you don't have McColl, Juju, or MVS. Uh, you're really running Justin Watson, Sky Moore. Guys, Sky Moore hadn't played a whole lot uh, so right. far this year. Kadarius Tony hadn't been here all that long. So it, right. it'll be interesting, and maybe this is one of those we're going to run the football, but we've said that before. We got, we got 75% of the cash in this game being bet on the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, that was when they were getting probably six and a half, six points so we'll see yeah. how much that number changes as we now are sitting at five but then 55 percent wow. of the tickets as well are sitting at for the los angeles chargers so people clearly and the, that's that speaks to the reason why the line moved in the opposite direction is because when it was at six and a half six people thought that was way too close to the full seven they were trusting the Chargers with that. And so we, we have seen a decent amount of money be bet on the, uh, on, on the Chargers in this one. So before I get your prediction, and you've been around a lot of players and stuff. And not that I spent, spent a ton of time and it was a couple of years ago around Patrick Mahomes, but I would be very surprised if Patrick Mahomes wouldn't look at that line <clears throat> or if he heard that and f- took it as a shot at him. It's like, oh, these guys don't think I can get it done because a couple of receivers are out. Like, I'll go prove to them that I can go get this done. Players will look for chips anywhere they can. Sure. Uh, of people doubting them in any kind of way. And he is very much that way. We've seen it comparing. I mean, it's a huge comparison, but at this point, not completely out of the question. Talk about guys like Michael Jordan. Uh, they don't build them like that anymore, where he's giving right. his Hall of Fame speech, looking at Byron Russell, talking about all the trash he was talking to him. I love every bit of it. We're jumping yeah. around here, but all right, Trevor, let's get your prediction for this game on Sunday night. I think Chiefs are winning this game. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think it's obviously going to be back and forth. I hope those two wide receivers play because it'd be a lot of fun if they do. Um, Your dog man. agrees. Yeah, my dog. My dog obviously agrees. He's getting uh, very hyped up about it. Final score last time was twenty-seven, twenty-four. Right? Wasn't that the final score last time? Yes. Okay. Yep. I mean, I, I, I'd say something close to that now. Lines probably. fifty-two. Now the over/under is fifty-two. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably going to be like 30-27. Chiefs win this game. I think it's going to be 30-27, to the Chiefs win. All right. We did not spend much time talking about the turf at SoFi, but I want to get your thoughts. Have you talked to players like turf versus natural grass? Travis Kelsey, well, I should say, I believe it was Cooper Cup in the DK Metcalf deal earlier a few weeks ago. They It, it was very interesting that players started talking about that, like kind of in a – 
like they all got together and said, we're going to make this a thing and talking about SoFi specifically a billion dollar stadium with cheap turf, uh, allegedly, or at least that's what people are talking about. Patrick Mahomes made it very clear that he hates playing on turf. Jason Kelsey said the same thing, hates playing on turf. Andy Reid, in a very Andy Reid way, say, I, I prefer grass, but I understand, you know, they spend a lot of money on all this stuff. And like in a very nice way, basically said, I want grass. Uh, you guys look up anything like that with the stats and i know i'm putting you on the spot here but do you have any thoughts on natural grass versus turf at this level with all the money and investments running around on the field i i i don't think we have in our database turf versus grass but it wouldn't There's shock a new one. me if we do it wouldn't shock me if you do if we, <laughs> you might be the first one to stump pff ultimate but i don't know I, i'm gonna have to ask somebody obviously like i prefer real get grass that in there as well right i mean like that yeah. I'm, I'm i'm with everybody else I get it right. Like less maintenance. They say that it's faster, you know, like it's, it's just where these state of the art stadiums are going. It's just, I, I mean, it look, it, sometimes it can just look so aesthetically pleasing, you know, the turf. Yeah. And so I think that they're doing it for a lot of different reasons. Obviously like you have all sorts of concerts and events and everything where I, I, I guess I don't know this, but maybe it's easier to clean up. Maybe it's easier yeah. to move. Well, maybe it's easier to like unpack all this kinds of stuff. So I get why they do it, but Certainly it for a football the, game, I'd rather it be grass. Happened to the Chiefs a few years ago. Granted, it was a game in Mexico City, but you remember the game got canceled because oh, the right. Shakira concert destroyed right. yeah. natural grass, and then we had to go play <laughs> at the Coliseum on like no day's notice. Uh, and that that was an interesting experience. I was with the Chiefs at that time, and that was a, a crazy. And then I got to go the next year and got to go down to Mexico City, which was cool. But um, but anyway, Trevor, man, always appreciate you joining us and and giving us your thoughts on this matchup between the Chiefs. And the Chargers, you can find him on It's Just Football podcast daily at Pro Football Focus with his co-host, Mike Renner. Always good stuff from those guys. And if you like these stats, you like this information, I'm sure that's there's plenty of that across the entire NFL on that show. But we appreciate everybody spending part of your day with us. Uh, we'll get you ready with some more content, getting ready for the matchup between the Chiefs and the Chargers on Sunday night. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe. Follow us on your platforms. And um as of the time that this records, we will have announced uh, at KC Sports Network launching our soccer channel. We've got three weekly soccer shows if soccer is your thing, covering Sporting KC, the KC Current, and the World Cup with Jimmy Mack, Dan Kuzer, Chris Wright, and Ali Trost joining us at KC Sports Network. So really excited about that. Uh, but we'll see you all next time. <laughs>